Jesus, the Saviour, Healer. You know, the Word of God and Jesus are one. Hallelujah. Are you with me? The Word of God and Jesus are one. When we preach the Word and the Word comes from heaven, Jesus is the Word. The same power that heals and delivers people is in the Word being preached. Jesus is the Word and Jesus is the Saviour healer. He heals the body and he saves the soul. He heals your body to point you to the Saviour, the Sanctifier, the one who consecrates, who cleanses and forgives, who cleanses the soul. Hallelujah. So we have this wonderful healer. And let's, let's just give a couple of instances. Luke 6, 19. And the whole multitude sought to touch him, for power went out from him and healed them all. Everyone say all. You know, it's just so simple. Jesus is in the midst of us. Reach out to him. Put your faith in him. Just like in the days of the New Testament of the Gospels. The whole multitude sought to touch him. Just seek to touch him. Power went out from him and healed them all. Hallelujah. We are pressing in that everyone is healed and delivered. Mark 6.56 And when he entered into the villages, cities or the country, they laid the sick in the marketplaces. Now just think about it. You know, you've got people selling fruit. Chickens, you know, um, in the Jewish market there'd be no pork, but uh, fruit, vegetables, and they laid the sick in the marketplaces. So you'd be going along to do your shopping and there would be the blind, the lame, the sick, those with fevers, those with cancers, those dying from various diseases, and they were all laid on the side of of the road and perhaps you'd have trouble getting to the stall to buy whatever it is you wanted because of all the sick people. Why were they there? Because people knew that Jesus was going to walk through the marketplaces and they begged him that they might just touch the hem of his garment and as many as touched him were made well. Hallelujah. See, it was Jesus. That, that's it simply. Jesus is the healer and deliverer. Years ago, I grew up in the charismatic movement and I, I thought it was dependent on whether you felt goosebumps, what gifts of the spirit you were operating in, you know, what anointing was upon you. And then God gave me this revelation. It's not about us. It's not about me. It's about him. It's all about him. And he said, where two or three, just like now, are gathered. There am I in the midst of them. Are gathered in my name. There am I in the midst of them. Jesus is here. He's the healer. He's the deliverer. Nothing has changed. He is the same yesterday, today and forever. 
So they begged him that they might just touch the hem of his garment. Just imagine, you know, you're walking through to find your, your, your groceries, your, your vegetables, your fruit, your chickens, whatever it is in the marketplace, and people are crying out, Jesus, I can't move, but let me just touch the hem of your garment and I will be made healed. Well, praise God. Matthew 8, 8. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. Wow. He knew that a word from Jesus was all sufficient, all sufficient to heal his very sick servant who wasn't even present. Don't come under my roof. Just speak a word. Praise God. You know, when God speaks, he sends his word and delivers them from their destruction. He sends his word and heals. All you need is the voice of Jesus in your life. Praise God. Acts 9.34 and Peter said to the, uh, to the lame man, Aeneas. Now, Jesus had already ascended from the dead. He had already ascended into heaven. All right, he'd risen from the dead, ascended into heaven. Jesus was no longer physically present. And he says, Aeneas, Jesus the Christ heals you. Present tense. He's looking at this lame man and he says, Jesus the Christ heals you. I believe that he saw Jesus in a vision standing there with Aeneas. Present tense, he was there. Arise and make your bed. Then he arose immediately. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just in your heart, turn to him. Turn to him. Whatever your problem, turn to him and trust him. Reach out to him. Put your faith in him. Whether it's be a rental problem whether it's be cancer. Recently, uh, I was uh, in Melbourne, a friend of mine, John, who used to travel with us doing sound. And John, uh, I don't know if he's on, on today, but John was diagnosed, I believe, with inoperable prostate cancer. And uh, we prayed for him, we believed, you know. And uh, the other day, he, he messaged me and said, my PSI count, which is, you know, shows cancer levels, has gone from 27, I think it was 1.7. Uh, it just... And uh, the doctor said to him, there's no explanation for this. No explanation. No explanation. I'll tell you the explanation is Jesus. He's present. So... When you put your faith in Jesus, Jesus provides, has already provided the healing for you and he provided it through his death on the cross. When Jesus Christ died on the cross, he died to save our soul and he died to heal our bodies and redeem us from every destruction of the enemy. By his stripes... We are healed. So when he died on the cross, he died to atone for our sin, okay? So he who knew no sin, Jesus, never knew sin, became sin on the cross. He took our sin in himself that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So this means 
that that he his blood has sanctified us. His blood has atoned for our sin as if we'd never sinned before. Sickness is the consequence, the result, the fruit of sin. I'm not saying that you are sick because you sinned, but I'm saying that all sickness finds its root in the sin of Adam and Eve. And some people, they do stupid things, they have their palms red, they hold bitterness and unforgiveness and hatred and it makes them sick. Or they do witchcraft. Some people are sick because of their sin. But when Jesus shed his blood, he atoned for sin and all the consequences of it. Hallelujah. And the ultimate, the ultimate blessing of the blood of Jesus is that we pass through death into life eternal, into glory. Hallelujah. That's why death has no sting. Where is your sting, O death? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isaiah 53. Prophecy regarding Jesus. Isaiah was prophesying about Jesus, uh, I think, 400 years before it happened. No, more than 400 years. He is despised and rejected by man, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. You know, whatever is causing you grief in life, he took it at Calvary. Come on, you name your grief. Name your problem. Name your sickness. Name, name whatever's going on in your life. Whatever is causing you grief, problems and sorrow he took it is it mental illness is it cancer he took it upon himself surely has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows yet we esteemed him stricken smitten by God and afflicted people looking at the cross 2,000 years ago didn't understand they thought oh God has judged this man you know he's dying as a, a criminal and they mocked him they didn't esteem him. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement, and listen to this, the punishment, the chastisement for our peace, that we can be delivered from demons, that we can be healed from sickness, that we can be forgiven of our sins, that we can have our character made over. The punishment, the chastisement for our peace was upon him. God's judgment, his punishment came upon Jesus because the father looked upon his son and he was sin. He took our sin and he died the death of our punishment so that we can have peace and by his stripes we are healed. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. When you make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days. The pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant shall justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. You know, he has borne your sin. 
therefore you, by faith in him, are justified as if you'd never done it. Hallelujah. It's a wonderful thing. You don't have to be good enough. You know, Saul was on his way to Damascus to imprison, to kill, to torture the Christian church. God, in the person of Jesus, met him on the road to Damascus. He fell down blind from the blazing light. And Jesus said, why are you persecuting me? I am Jesus. And right at that moment, he was born again. You don't, you don't have to be a good person to get born again. Hallelujah. Just put your faith in Jesus Christ. So Jesus is the healer. He has provided for your healing by his shed blood on the cross. And in his word, he promises us again and again that he will heal. So let's look at some of these. Because we take the word of God. Can you just give me my Bible? We take the word of God. You know, you need to open your Bibles, read the word. You know, you can highlight it. Let's see. Probably got some highlighting here somewhere. Yeah, there we are. I like, you know, I used to highlight my Bible. I have another way of doing it now. I used to use yellow for all the promises of God. And, uh, you know, get into the promises of God. I encourage you, meditate on them. I, for me, the deepest form of meditation is memorization. And, and just let the promises of God imbibe, indwell your heart so that faith arises. Take hold of the promises of God. You know, are you, are you suffering from some demon? Are you sick with something? Take hold of the promises of God. It is will, his will for you to be in good health, body, soul, mind, spirit. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things. This is the Apostle John speaking. And be in health just as your soul prospers. You can put it on the other page for us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. 3 John 1, 2. It's God's will. I, beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Praise God. It's not God's will that you be sick, miserable, depressed, tormented by demons. It's not his will. Jesus Christ both saves the soul, heals the body, and redeems us from Satan. Psalm 103, verse 2. I'll never forget, I was in uh, Jakarta in Indonesia with a friend of mine, David, and we, we had a meeting with a very conservative pastor and his team. And uh, he, this pastor kept telling me, I'm going to be Satan's, the devil's advocate. Uh, I think the guy had a, a spirit. And he kept telling me, I'm the devil's advocate. And he was arguing and arguing, you know, against healing. And I said to him, but what about Psalm 103? And three, verse two, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. And the pastor said to me, I didn't realize that was in the Bible. I didn't realize that was in the Bible. You know, some people, when they read the Bible, it's like they got sunglasses on or something. They, 
they, they just can't see what's written there. It's like the devil just steals the word. You know, like Jesus told in the parable of the, uh, the sower, that the word, word gets planted and then birds, Satan comes and plucks it out. And people like that. They read the Bible, they're even pastors, and they can't see what's right in front of them. Blind spiritually. Forgives all your iniquities. Heals all your, your sicknesses, it says. And redeems your life from destruction. You know, Jesus said the thief comes to steal, to kill and destroy. But I have come that you might have life and have it even more abundantly. Praise God. Redeems your life from destruction, crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. We were in prayer meeting the other week and someone, they were very kind and well-intentioned, was, was praying for me, Pastor Mark, that, Lord, you know that he's not getting any younger. Hallelujah. <laughs> and I'm like... Well, the Lord renews my youth like the eagles. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Promises of God. You know, he promises those who are broken in heart, those who have had nervous breakdowns, those who have been scarred, those who have been rejected, divorced, whatever it is, those who are full of grief from the death of a loved one. The Bible says he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds psalm 147 verse 3 those without hope those who are depressed those who are suicidal proverbs 23 18 for surely there is a hereafter and your hope will not be cut off surely there is a future for you a destiny in christ devil's a liar jeremiah 30 verse 17 for i will restore health to you Everyone say, put your hand on your chest and say, for I will restore health to you. Let's all say, the Lord will restore health to me. Thank you, Lord. For I will restore health to you and heal you of your wounds, says the Lord. Psalm 107 verse 20. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Deuteronomy 7.15 And the Lord will take away from you all sickness. Psalms 49.15 But God will redeem my soul from the power of the grave for he shall receive me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When I was um, sick with cancer, you know, I was in the countryside and I drive along and sometimes you'd see dead kangaroos because they'd get hit by cars, you know. And it's like the devil would say to me, yeah, you're going to be dead like that soon. And, uh, but here the word of God would speak to me, but God will redeem my soul from the power of the grave for he shall receive me. See, you know, the devil will take your circumstances to speak all sorts of miserable lies to you. That's why you've got to arm yourself with the word of God, with the truth. Exodus 23, 25. So you shall serve the Lord your God and he will bless your bread and your water. And I will take, who is I? Jesus will take sickness away from the midst of you. No one will suffer. Miscarriage will be barren in your land. I will fulfill the number of your days. We were in 
where were we in Seattle? I think in Seattle, I think, or Modesto. In Modesto, California, and uh, apparently I prophesied over a couple. Uh, I did prophesy over a couple and uh, who were barren. They were located by the Lord. And uh, write to me when you receive the fruit of the womb. And they wrote to me one month after. They wrote to Gabriel, one of our event organisers. They're from London. One month after. They're pregnant after eight years. Praise God. Malachi 4, verse 2. Did we finish that one? No one shall suffer miscarriage will be barren in your land. I will fulfill the number of your days. You know, sometimes Satan will want to cut your life short, the number of your days. But God has destined to fulfill the number of your days. Praise God. Malachi 4, 2. But to you who fear my name, the son of righteousness will arise with healing in his wings. Praise God. Remember, you were healed before you came to the meeting. We believe that you'll all be healed in the meeting. But you weren't healed in the meeting. You were healed before you got here. While you were still sick, you were healed. Because the word of God says... He himself took, past tense, our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. You were healed 2,000 years ago. Faith believes it. Hallelujah. Hosea 11.3, I taught Ephraim, that's Israel, to walk, taking them by their arms, but they did not know that I healed them. Many people, they're sick and they don't know that they're healed. They did not know that I healed them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Put your hand on your chest, those who are sick, and say, you know what? You're healed. Amen. Praise God. So we take these promises of God and we believe them. You know, it takes self-discipline. Some people, they lie down and like they let the devil walk over them. They, they don't fight. They don't do anything. You have a part to play and God has a part to play. You have a part to play. He's given you his word. You need to put his word to practice. Let it indwell the heart. Confess it with your, your mouth. Believe it. Declare it. Praise God. You see, through the promises of God, we actually taste God. We actually partake of him eat and drink see that the lord is good 2 peter 1 4 by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature <coughs> through the promises of god you partake of christ so when people don't meditate on the word, they spiritually starve themselves. You partake of his divine nature. His nature is to heal. There's healing in the name of Jesus. You partake of his divine nature, of his goodness through the word of God. One of the greatest ways, one of the great ways of being filled with the Holy Spirit, being filled with the presence of God is meditating on the promises of God. Meditate on the word of God. That through these, these great and precious promises, 
you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Through the word of God, God will take you above the carnal world. Hallelujah. Above the lusts, above sin. He'll take you into his righteousness. You'll partake of his righteous nature. Amen. Hebrews 12.2 Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. So when you look at the word of God, you're looking unto him. He's the author and finisher of your faith. Praise God. And one of the great ways of expressing our faith is crying out to God. You see it all the time in the Gospels. The blind men on the side of the road. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on us. And the people trying to shut them up, but they were shouting and shouting until with all the crowd and everything that was going on, Jesus hears them and calls them over. What do you want me to do for you? Lord, we want to receive our sight. You know? So we read Psalm 30 verse 2. O Lord my God, I cried out to you and you healed me. Amen.